Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Welcome, I say thank you guys for joining me. You are live. We are live right here on the the my <laughs> Rye Astrology Coach Radio Network. Um and we're we're in full effect. Uh shoot, Scorpio full moon, the last I was listening to the last broadcast as usual. And uh, you know, we were right on the cusp. Um, of the Scorpio full moon, and my goodness, then the Prince news hit after last week's show, so I definitely had to pay homage to a Prince, a legend, an icon, just an amazingly inspirational um, person who graced us with his presence for the length of time that he did, Ashe, and with that, I definitely want to give much respect and honor and reverence to all of our righteous divine ancestors that have transitioned. We will always remember you. We will always honor you. And we will always um, say your name, Ashe. And thank you for Brother Ampu, who so faithfully, lovingly continues to allow us to come back from week to week and share and spread the the message of healing. That's what Mama Dada Astrology is here to do, is to spread the energy, the message, the power of love and healing that comes through the modality that we're um, introducing you to here um, on your week ahead is astrology. We're utilizing astrology as a tool for healing, okay? And so thank you, Brother Ampu, um, 
It's always a divine pleasure. And thank you, thank you, thank you to the listeners and the supporters. The Astro Love Gifts on deck. Like, whoa, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. Um, The new um, subscribers that have signed on to the monthly service. Like, what? I get some new mama's babies? What? And it, it just it's amazing to see the uh the caliber of people that I'm in by way of uh of my mama's babies. Um, that's just literally mastering their destiny. Why they're hooking up with me? I mean, I guess just because we own the same stuff and so it's like it's it, it really is an empowering thing to connect with people who are living their lives from a standpoint of being powerful. Just like this powerful, power packed Scorpio full moon season we're living in right now, just powerful. Not pitiful, not ain't got no excuses, ain't blaming nobody. Ain't taking no shorts and no losses, but just standing up, standing in their rightful place um, as divine creators on this plane of awareness. So I say thanks to y'all. Y'all, y'all make this whole thing go round. So much love and much appreciation for the astro love gifts. Much love to the listeners. I do see you online listening. I do see a hand up. I want to get a little further in before I introduce, uh, open up the line, but I see you, 773, and I appreciate you for listening. I appreciate you for your energy to even raise your hand and want to um, add to the content of the show with your question or comment. Thank you so much. I will talk to you very soon. Um, and with that, I mean, let's jump into it, y'all. The, the the moon is in Capricorn right now. Everybody about their business, and it's real easy to be about your business right now with the moon in Capricorn because the sun is in Taurus in another earth sign. You got Taurus, you got Virgo, you got Capricorn. And so with the sun being in Taurus and the moon being in Capricorn right now, the mood, the moon, the mood, and all else is ripe for some real manifestation energy going on, especially here in the season of a full moon, which further corroborates a real manifesting, illuminating, culminating type energy. <sighs> it's, it's, it's this Scorpio full moon. I love the Scorpio frequency anyway. My mom is a Scorpio. You know, I came through through this pl- to this plane of awareness through the gateway of a Scorpio. You know what I mean? So I have a real intimate acquaintanceship with this energy, and I love it so much. Um, but the Scorpio energy, the full moon energy alone was about releasing, right? It's, it's, it's an opportunity to release. It's an opportunity to, to have the light of the full moon illuminate fully and expose something in our lives that we need to acknowledge for the purposes of maybe not necessarily letting go, but accepting and surrendering, okay? Um, and and then you got the Scorpio energy on it, which again is reemphasizing transformation and release or elimination, specifically with Scorpio. And so it's really just and we living in that energy right now. I mean, it, it's just a trip because it was just a week ago where I'm saying, okay, this energy is here and, you know, it's culminating, it's maxing out, it's become, it, it'll be exact um, there over the weekend. I mean, and boy, did it go exact over the weekend. You hear me? <laughs> it, it waxed full. It waxed completely full over the weekend with all of its, you know, transformative, plutonic, phoenix-like 
you know, caterpillar to butterfly type intensity. It waxed all the way. And so now we're living in the the waning of the full moon, uh, back to new. We're coming, we're talking about it today. We're digging into the Taurus new moon coming up on the 6th of May. Uh, And, I mean, you've got to clear the way, babies. We must continue to clear the way, clear the energy, release and eliminate, surrender and let go, accept whatever we need to accept in order to move on. And, and, and as the moon wanes, we let go. As the moon wanes, we release and accept. As the moon wanes all the way back down to new or dark status, that's where we just in time for a Taurus new moon that that won't soon be forgotten. A Taurus new moon that won't soon be forgotten, uh, especially to the degree that these five retrograde planets have something to say about it. I'm loving that we we've got into it last week. Check back; I got the episode uh, link in the um, episode information that links you back to uh, last week's show. Feel free to click on that. I was just listening to it, to, listening to it myself, and you know I was on point. <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, but these retrograde, five retrograde planets, Mercury joining the retrograde show tomorrow, okay? We've been in the Mercury retrograde zone, but we already got four of them on deck, okay? Saturn, right? Pluto, Mars. And so uh, I don't know why my brain just wanted to forget the fifth one. Here I go. I got it right here, right here, right here, right here. Jupiter, oh, Jupiter, because Jupiter, oh, Jupiter is about to station direct two in May, y'all. Okay, let me slow down. Let me slow the train down because I want y'all to ride with me today, right? Okay, so we got those four already retrograde. Mercury joining up tomorrow, and we get these 11 days, count them, right? 11 days of five out of seven ancient ruling planets retrograde. What that mean, Mama Dada, when they retrograde? That means it's time to go in, my babies. It's time to go in. Not on somebody, no, especially with Mars and Pluto retrograde. I promise you don't want to go in on nobody, but you do want to go in within, and you do want to become introspective about all the themes and key words associated with these five planets. With Jupiter, you do want to go in and be introspective about how how you feel about luck and abundance and growth and expansion and optimism and humor and long distance journeys. You want to go in about that. You want to go within about that. You want to rediscover ways that when Jupiter was originally uh, transiting direct through these degrees that it's transiting retrograde through now, you you do want to go within, and 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 especially since Jupiter is retrograde in Virgo, you want to be real detail-oriented about it when you go in on your luck and your abundance and what you might have missed when it was going forward before especially before it turns direct here on the 9th of May. Because by the time it turns direct on the 9th of May, then it's, like I said last week, it's gleaning season. It's, 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 it's harvest time. It's time to all that redoing and reevaluating and reassessing that you've done over you, the ways that you may have originally missed 
to 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 advance, to expand, to grow. You want to be on that by the time Jupiter go direct May ninth. We in the final days of Jupiter retrograde. Take full advantage of the opportunity to be introspective about your luck and your abundance. Okay. Saturn retrograde, okay? Some people feeling lazy. That's when Saturn's moving forward and it's full speed. You know, you it's it's a hard working planet. It's the it's the get down to business planet. It's the planet that rules the very Capricorn moon we in right now. Same energy, serious, mature. And when it's retrograde, it's not in its full capacity, full power, right? So then maybe there is a little bit of laziness if you're not in your full power about working hard. But that's just one potential manifestation. Also, once again, we're being introspective about the hard work, right? We're reviewing, we're reassessing, we're we're rethinking. Uh, I like to use that one more with Mercury. But, you know, it's still that same repetitive. Like I said last week, any any retrograde, I don't care what planet it is, it's about doing some stuff a, a couple of few times till you figure it out and get it right. So, Saturn's all, all uh, also karmic. Saturn is is a is a karmic planet, and and retrograde motion is a karmic kind of energy. So also with all these five planets being retrograde, it's something very especially karmic and sensitive about these next eleven days, especially because they're all doing it at the same time, which only happens four percent of the time. It's a it's a rare thing. Any babe any babies coming through in these uh, next eleven days got something special on that. You know what I mean? That's a real powerful, special, rare energy to come through under, right? And we living in it. We're not babies. We have conscious awareness, and we can make decisions based around these energies that put us in a position of power instead of pity. Okay, that's the point. That's why we hear healing the minds and the hearts of whoever care to listen uh, as it relates to astro- giving astrological context to spiritual reality that's going on in and around us every day, whether we realize it or not. Okay. So then we go, we got Mars retrograding. Everybody knows that Mars is retrograding. Even if they don't know it, they spirit know it, I promise. (laughs) Pluto, too. It's the same energy. It's just a higher octave. Mars and Pluto is pretty much the same thing. Pluto is just the higher octave of Mars. Mars is already bringing the sex. Mars is already bringing the sexual energy. Mars is already bringing the uh, the drive and the passion. And then here come Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, to say, kaboom, look who stepped in the room. Oh, y'all thought Mars was something. I got that death and rebirth for you, Pluto is saying. I got that regeneration for you. I got that total and utter transformation for you where you don't look nothing like your former self, where the butterfly you would have never known unless you knew science that it even used to be a caterpillar because it ain't nowhere near crawling on its belly anymore. It got beautiful wings and it's gone. That's Pluto. That's his Scorpio full moon. That's the transformation and the utter transformation that need, that is calling on us to take place from the inside out so when something like a Taurus new moon come up here in a few in, in uh on the 6th of May then we ain't got no excuse 
We ain't got no excuse that we cannot be relishing in the new, new, in that new energy of, of a Taurus new moon where we're setting intentions, planting seeds in the dark of the moon that's ripe to, to, to begin waxing after that point until it waxes all the way full two weeks after that, where we get to see our intentions and seeds take form and take shape and manifest in the way we want it to, especially when it comes to our Torian desires. Come on, give me that, give me that. Give me that money, okay? Give me that money. Give me that love. Taurus is ruled by Venus, so give me that love and that money. Give me all those things I highly value. Come on. Give me whatever possessions you you accumulating on this plane of awareness is coming through Taurus, okay? Um, Anything sensual, anything pertaining to the five senses, come on. Anything you can smell, anything you can touch, anything you can taste, anything you can see, anything you can hear, it's all under the governorship and rulership of Taurus, okay? And so um, there's no, you go, and you're going to feel it. It's a real, it, Taurus is an earth sign. It's physical. It's, it's something real physical that, that wants to be born of the seeds of intention that we, we are working on planting. We're already preparing now. That's why we're eliminating now. That's why we're letting go of stuff now. That's why we're releasing and surrendering and accepting now. Because by the time the Taurus full moon comes, I promise you don't want to be, number one, vibing low. Of course, y'all know that's my thing. Don't be vibing low when a Jupiter try, uh, Venus trying Jupiter come around, you know, right? Don't be vibing low when a Taurus new moon come around because I promise with this second new moon of the new zodiac year, you still got, what, 10 more new moons to go after this. I promise you, you want them 10 or at least the full moons, uh, the full moon directly after that. I'm going to dig into that here in a minute too. This full, this new moon in Taurus, they all are connected. We can't talk about one without linking it to the other. This full moon, uh, this new moon in Taurus is going to set us up. That's why I'm coming out with the uh, May packages now. You can click in the link below um, the episode information because they go together. That This Taurus new moon is a set up for two weeks later at that Sagittarius, y'all know how I do, Sagittarius uh, full moon two weeks after that. I promise you we got that fire. Sagittarius is a fire sign. Whatever we setting up on this Taurus new moon, baby, whatever we manifest is going to have some fire to it. Whatever we manifest is going to have some passion on it. Whatever we manifest is going to be for our higher good and for the higher good of all those involved. I promise. It's going to be for our higher learning that we set this Taurus new moon up right. And since it all links together, I promise you the way we set up this Taurus new moon is definitely got something to do with right now. Right now, the energy of the Scorpio full moon still being strong. Right now, the energy of even the March eclipse eclipses still being strong. So I'm still trying to maybe trying to be eclipsed out. And it took a Scorpio full moon to put that uh that 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 dot on it, cross that T on it. It's official now. Just in time for that new new, that new new you can feel, that new new you can smell, that new new you can hear coming. Y'all hear it coming. I'm gonna keep going, y'all. I'm I'm having so much fun with this. Um but and then we throw that Mercury 
retro on it, right? I talked about all that last week. I gave you all the Mercury retro horoscope so y'all know exactly for your sun, moon, or rising sign how to interpret the energy of the next few weeks while we're dealing with, I'm telling you, this, this, this Mercury retrograde right here, it got a message for everybody. Every one of them do. It's a Mercury retrograde. Mercury is the planet of messages. Today is a Mercury day. I, uh, the time zone I'm in, we even in a Mercury hour. Come on. That's a message for everybody. Times three. <laughs> uh, but the the mercurial energy being retrograde, giving us the opportunity. Now we're introducing the concept and idea of rethinking something, mulling over something again, reconsidering any of the mental processes, doing it again and again, uh, depending on what area of your life, what particular house in your natal chart this is hitting up. Um, I mean, there's so many different messages. That's why I say definitely go back uh, and listen to the horoscopes, and that gives you a general uh, idea, and you can narrow it down pretty good even with just horoscopes. Uh, but, of course, you know, you can get with me and we can narrow it down even further and be, get real right, precise and exact with it. I mean, it's, it's a bliss and I'll just have to let y'all, uh, I hope uh, my mama's babies uh, continue to call in on the air like um, like one of my mama's babies did a couple of months ago. Um, but uh, one of the ones I most recently got with, this one, this one on something. This one on something, because this particular one, I know I'm talking about the Mercury retrograde, but this is really tied in. This particular mama's baby, my my newest boy, uh, I don't know that this particular uh, baby knew what they were doing when they did what they did, but as it turns out, this on the day, uh, actually it would be two days after. Uh, they are going on a vacation, a cruise, okay? And so um, it's a beautiful idea to do something like that in the midst of a retrograde anyway, I think, um, just because, once again, if you're having to be introspective and that's the best thing for you to do um, during retrograde seasons, you know, I mean, shit, why not do it on a boat in the middle of the damn ocean, uh, sipping goddamn <laughs> cocktails and, you know, going swimming in the sun? So, <laughs> I mean, shoot, it's a great idea in my book. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's... I was bringing them, oh, yes, this particular Baba's baby said, oh, <laughs> they said, oh, you're a counselor. <laughs> I was like, uh, I guess you could say that, but, you know, I am, I'm on my own journey, y'all. Like, uh, I think we get the idea of right and wrong and thinking you perfect and all that stuff from, like, religion and stuff, but when you get on that spiritual and you really about the business of, of of vibrating the highest that you can after, at the point that you've acknowledged that you are a spirit. You can talk to a lot, of, a lot of religious people, and they'll acknowledge it. Oh, yes, I'm a spirit. But it's like, goddamn, the truth of the matter stops there. Like, well, hell, what you, beyond that point, you know you are energy. You know you are vibrating at a particular rate of energy. You know, shit, what, you don't want to be responsible for anything beyond that. And so that that is where, you know, some uh, um, I wanted to say a ministry like this, but, yeah, I guess you could say it like that, comes in because 
it's not the point of the matter to be right or perfect or not. The point of the matter is to be vibing high, high as you can, getting your Jupiter on like this Sagittarius full moon coming up in May. Oh, it's going to be a doozy, y'all. It's not the, the all these planets being retrograde, full moon calling us to let go of stuff. It's not, delay is not denial, y'all. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks when you got to sit down and get introspective, and you can't really move forward with anything because all these freaking planets are moving backwards, so to speak. So it's not really a great time to move forward with something when the darn energy that rules that is moving backwards with Mars being retrograde. It's not really the best energy to initiate new or move forward with new initiatives regarding sex. You know, people probably, you know, is not really doing that successfully right now, you know, um, with Pluto being retrograde. Not really the best energy to move forward with, like I said, going in on somebody, doing a power play, like I said on last week's show when I was talking about Pluto retrograde. Probably not the best energy for that. So, so some people, especially the ones who aren't aware, a lot of the people that listen to this show, they, you know, not re- they not really having issues like that. They really on top of it, pretty much mastering their destiny, right? We we pretty much live in Pluto retrograde because we're we're all constantly uh, internalizing the power that we have instead of trying to overpower someone else. That's the Pluto retrograde lesson. The power is within you, not to. Uh, trump somebody else, but for you to master your own energies and power, and and from that standpoint, you affect everybody else around you. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so um, these energies are turning inward on us so that when they turn direct again, we are coming from more of a power position. When, when Mercury does what it does multiple times in a year. Um, by the time it goes direct again, I promise everybody is just like, well, shoot, now I know for next time. And, you know, now, uh, especially when you're talking about uh, exes coming back, you hear that a lot when you hear about Mercury retrograde. It's like, dang, you know, and they say that when uh, Mercury goes direct again, they leave again. They come back when Mercury goes retrograde, and when it goes direct again, they leave again. And it's like, you know, Hopefully, these cycles are coming and happening so we can clear out stagnant energy, right? We can clear out stagnant energy, except for these planets go retrograde. Half of us will go full steam ahead, acting like we, just like with the Mars cycle. Mars will go full steam ahead for two years, then retrograde. Like, yeah. The planet of action going retrograde. The very planet that rules forward action going retrograde, retrograde right now till the end of June. It ain't it ain't going. If only Mars was going retrograde for like two weeks, like Mercury is, it'd be great. It's gonna be there in retrograde motion till June, the end of June. And so that's a good long while. <laughs> to sit in your introspection and really glean the most that we can from it. It's going to be retrograde whether we like it or not anyway. Glean the most that we can when we're rediscovering 
the highest and best ways to get the results we actually do want instead of the BS low vibrational things that we don't like the low vibration of Mars. Some people, whoo, it's going to be a long couple months when it comes to being overly aggressive. Come on, being aggressive, being violent. Come on, being manipulative and controlling and then figuring out it's just not going to work. Some people, even though they know stuff doesn't work, they keep doing it until they do have this event, until they do have this consequence, until they do learn this lesson. And therefore, the, it's the, all the better, they're all the better for it. But if you can get on top of the energy, get ahead of the energy, make yourself aware of the energy, and um, choose the highest route, why not? I won't harp on the retrogrades because I literally did an entire show about it last week. (laughs) So I will try to move on. I guess because we're living in it, Mercury's going retrograde to catch up with the other four tomorrow. That I'm 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 feeling it, living it, and experiencing it just like you guys. And I'm that's why I I wanted to say something about it before we jumped um, into the week ahead, just because I wanted to iterate from my perspective of what I've been observing and experiencing, that it really is a true blessing. It really is for our own good and benefit that we get time, reassess. We get time to chill out, meditate, relax. You know, it's real. It's real. Uh, what I had mentioned about the retrogrades, I think it was actually two shows ago, uh, about it feeling like a 12th house transit. Once again, when I'm going through the 12th house, I don't care if it's the sun, the moon, what planet it is. If it's going through that 12th house of Pisces and Neptune, you're definitely not starting nothing, just like in the retrograde. You can, but you got a retrograde energy on it if you do. (laughs) So just be aware of that. Do it, whatever you feel is right, but just know it got a retrograde energy on it if you do start something. And if that particular thing that you're starting is ruled by the planet that's retrograde. Um, But it's this really prime energy to really release yourself. Go with the flow. When it it was Pisces season coming and I was telling y'all go with the flow, face your fears and go with the flow, it's, that's just been coming up, coming up. Cause we still on some Pisces stuff right now. That's what all these retrograde planets really, really want to help us do. We had the Pisces season. We had the eclipse season right after that, still talking about release and letting go. We got this. We had just had this Scorpio. It's the, the, the let go energy is still real thick. It's still real intense and heavy on that let go ish, okay? And so clearly, if you have eyes to see, you can see something's coming that we have to clear the way for, that we have to make room for. Uh, any um, Geminis right now are literally going through it. Well, if you're a Gemini right now, Gemini rising, Gemini sun, Gemini moon, then you smell the 12th house energy real thick because y'all got birthday season coming up next, which means the sun is in your 12th house. So y'all really smell me. If it's a Gemini near you, they, they, they hey, they on their meditation ish right now. You know, <laughs> step back while they balance their energies, right? 
and and we're all in a sense in, in that 12th house climate right now. Okay, it may not be our son that's going through it, but we are all experiencing a a filter through the 12th house by way of all these retrograde planets. And I just admonish and encourage you guys to take full advantage of it. Don't bemoan it. That's the worst way to go through this time period or any time period that you haven't necessarily wrapped your head around how to max out on it. That's the only problem. (laughs) It really ain't no problems. The only problem is that we have not necessarily figured out how to get on top or in front of these energies just yet. But that we, we are. We getting there. And so I encourage y'all to keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't stop. Don't succumb to these lower vibrations. If there's people around you vibe low, F them and get from get the heck up from around you too. And and ain't feeling guilty about it. <laughs> ain't shed tear about it. Ain't feeling no way about it except great. Except wonderful that I done got these low it's not the people, come on. It's not the people, it's the energies they bring in when they come. It's not the people, it's the energies they represent when they come. No, that energy can't be around me. I banish that energy from around me. It can't be within a 100-mile radius of me and where I'm at. That that's when you when you let go, especially at, when you let go under the Pisces twelfth house Neptune energy. When you let go under the full moon, you know, releasing energy. That all that's amazing. But boy, when a Scorpio full moon come through on it, huh? That's a whole nother kind of elimination. Cause ain't no coming back from a Pluto Scorpio full moon. Pluto rule Scorpio. Ain't no coming back from that. Ain't no coming back from having turned into a butterfly. You will never be a caterpillar again. So for all of us who've been having a little bit of, uh, you know, difficulty releasing, letting go, I pray that this Scorpio full moon is everything that you need and more to utterly and completely eliminate, transform, death and rebirth, Anything, any area, anything that you need to in your life because the energies are here and available for you. I'm just praying that you have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the nose to smell it coming so you can take divine advantage of it and master your destiny. I'm not nothing except a willing, open, look, clearing out more all the time. I'm getting real unafraid to let something go, real unafraid, because I'm coming to see what it means when you clear out some energy, when you open up the darn windows, when you start taking out the trash, when you start giving away the clothes, when you start letting people go on about their business if they're not about that life and on that low vibrational BS that you ain't got no use for at all for where you headed and going. It's a beautiful thing when you make space for something new to come in, okay? All right. I promise I'm going to jump into this week ahead. (laughs) Okay, um, let's see. 
Mercury Retro. Y'all got that in last week's episode. Please, please make sure you get that because it's covering the next few weeks, and you, I promise you want to be on top of that. It deals with your mind, and that's an area uh, for, for many of us that is const- people, others, are constantly endeavoring to manipulate, endeavoring to um you know, utilize the power of the mind against us. And so I just admonish you all to uh, be vigilant, okay, Um, by making yourself aware. And so, yeah, the moon, um, for as far as the rest of this week goes, Mercury goes retro tomorrow, Thursday, uh, Friday, early rising, the moon goes void for just an hour. You won't even miss it. and then it goes right on into Aquarius an hour later, 3.47 a.m. Central Standard Time. All that, that's in last week's episode where I go in. And then uh, Friday the, uh, night, this coming up, uh, Friday night, April 29th, Venus comes on up out of Aries and goes into Taurus. Oh, okay, Taurus, I know it's, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. I know it's Taurus season. Um and so let me just give you a heads up that with Venus entering Taurus, come on, on a Venus day, Friday, ruled by Venus. And um, going into your sign, Taurus, it's just it's, it's bringing that much. I know y'all are already feeling y'all to the utmost, but Venus going into your sign on Friday evening, 7.36 p.m. Central Standard Time, you're going to really feel uh, even more cozier. Come on. <laughs> so uh, I should have, I believe, I didn't get to uh, hear the end of last week's episode, so I can't remember if I went in on that or not. If y'all want any Venus and Taurus info, personally get with me. And then um, we got a last quarter moon, also late Friday night, 10.29 p.m. Central Standard Time, a uh a last quarter moon, a third quarter moon, okay, that's that moon that signals the final uh, approximately week until the new moon there on the 6th in May in Taurus, okay? So that's another critical, it's a turning point. Whenever you have a quarter moon, that's the 90-degree angle, the sun's in one position, then 90 degrees away is the moon, right? So that forms like you're at the corner of a room. Uh, it's a, one straight up, one right across. So it's like turning a corner, okay? It can be on the positive end. You can turn a corner at a, at a quarter moon, right? And it may be just the corner you need to turn to, to see from the perspective that you need to see by the time this new moon come up almost a week later, okay? And so whatever you own right now, hopefully it's on that you own that letting go stuff from the full moon. And by the, at least by um, Friday, of this week, 10:29 p.m. Central Standard Time. I really pray and hope that you have have everything. You already do have everything you need. I pray that you employ it and activate it and allow all this introspection from these five planets retrograde to stimulate whatever needs to take place in your mind, your heart, or your body in order to successfully turn a corner and be ready for all the new moon blessings that Taurus came to get to give to us or to reveal to us, okay? And then Saturday, the 30th um, night, just a, a, a night after that, 9.56 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon squares Mercury and goes void for 11 hours, which takes us into the week ahead, um, which will be May Sunday, May 1st, through Saturday, May the 7th, 
And um, so we're coming into the week, technically, if you want to say midnight, um, Sunday the 1st, on a void moon. We're coming into the week on a void moon, but it is not that much longer, um, 9.33 a.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday. The moon does officially enter Pisces, okay? So we're beginning our week ahead on yet another note of ending. We just got there talking about Pisces and Neptune in the 12th house, okay? And so this is the energy that we're starting the week on. We're literally starting at midnight in a void moon anyway, not moving forward with anything in a void moon at all. By the time you wake up real good and the day is going by 9.33 a.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, (laughs) after the moon comes out of void, it goes into a sign that has something of a void energy on it, uh, Pisces, okay? So, yeah, there's still more of that energy if you need it. That's why I'm saying... um, Like I said, hopefully by that third quarter moon you've turned the corner, but if and you haven't, there's still more let go energy available for you if you need it. If you don't need it from that perspective, then you can hit up this moon in Pisces that's starting our week ahead off in a more meditative state, okay? Um, um, uh, Kind of leave your schedule open on Sunday. Definitely I wouldn't make that a real stressful day um, as far as, oh, we have to do this for recreation and we have to be here on time and, you know, the yelling and the no, no. Um, on, on Sunday, make sure that you're in a position to simply be. <laughs> Look, by all means necessary and anybody who's effing with you and don't want to let you be F them too, I, I, we finna just be today. That's what we finna do. So that's really important. It's really important because by the time the moon goes into Aries, once again, by the time, like, just like by the time this new moon goes into Taurus, you don't want to be on no BS. So uh, because for, for um, as far as the moon is concerned, Aries is ruled by Mars. You, that, you sure don't want to be on no mess when the moon goes into an area of space ruled by Mars. So meditative, simply being, um, this is when you're, you know, everything that is boundaryless is appropriate under a Pisces moon. So music, you know, there's no rules to music. Um, Symbols, art, dance, film, photography, theater, plays, anything that nourishes the imagination. It's a really good day to just do something really relaxing or just be in that mode. If doing nothing does that for you, great. If something that somebody else could perceive as actually working or doing something, if that puts you in a meditative state, do it, especially here um, on Sunday starting off in our week ahead. Another beautiful manifestation of the Pisces energy that we'll be in starting the week off um, is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Maybe you have not been able to let go and release and accept and move on because you need to forgive, and likely it's you that you need to forgive. Likely it's you that you need to see with different eyes and, and feel, you know, differently about in order to move forward, in order to turn a corner, in order to make yourself energetically available for all the Taurus new moon love and money blessings that want to rain down on you, okay? 
So um, a a powerful way to uh, see if you're ready, one of the uh, other manifestations of Pisces is is deeply listening. That's why you want to get quiet and still and meditate and just be, because then you can get the messages. You can listen deeply enough to receive whatever messages want to come from your higher self, to receive whatever messages want to come from your, if you're doing any type of like psychological or regressive regression type work, your younger self want to say to you, come on. A lot of us got some younger selves. They got a, they got something they want to say. <laughs> And in under under the uh, uh, environment of a Pisces moon, you can hear it. It's it's just perfect enough to hear it, to hear, you know, in the music that you're listening to or the the artwork that you're appreciating. You you see colors and and lines that that uh, under um, another influence wouldn't uh, uh, occur to you. Okay, so I'm just describing the 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 environment so you can see some of the different possibilities of how to max out under a Pisces moon. I mean, it's happening on Sunday. Hopefully we can, uh, everybody can just really enjoy it. Some of the other things that are favored to do while the moon is in Pisces, since it's a water sign ruled by Neptune that rules the oceans, look, long soaks, soaking in a tub or a jacuzzi or, or sauna, hot tub, being near the ocean or other body of water. Um, Neptune rules films, going to a film festival, taking in a film. Um, And then once again, anything spiritually based, Pisces and Neptune is is spiritual realm right there. I mean, just consider the vastness of the ocean. And when I say it, at that Pisces season, uh, going with the flow and facing your fears, I mean, on it, it, the imagery of it is beautiful. I know consciously it sounds insane to, to consider, like, you know, laying in the ocean and just relaxing, letting go. Instead of fighting the waves, just relaxing into the waves and floating wherever they just they want to crash and take you, right? Instead of, like, this frantic, oh, I'm going to drown and fighting. Face that fear. Go on, and, go, on and, go on and drown them fears. Go on and drown them fears and go with the flow and remind yourself of the energy that was coming through during Pisces season. And here in the beginning of the week, it's going to revisit us, okay? And then Tuesday, it's a fairly uneventful beginning of the week. Sunday, we're really immersing ourselves in the Pisces energy. Same could be said for Monday, really. And then here, early Tuesday rising, 12.08 a.m. Central Standard Time on the 3rd, the moon does sextile Mercury, and it goes void, right, for 11 hours. So while many of us are asleep um, early, early Tuesday rising, the moon goes void. I'm looking to see when it finally goes. Okay. Yeah, it finally at noon, around noon, uh, 12 or 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on that same day, Tuesday, it finally does go into Aries. So it's void there just for 11 hours, okay? 12 a.m. pretty much to 12 p.m. on Tuesday. While it is void, we have such an auspicious, beautiful alignment, y'all. One of my mama's babies emailed me first thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, y'all. Email me first thing this rising, talking about something auspicious. I send out weekly reports, right? And so the report for this particular baby today, it, and it was, I mean, it was. Uh, that's a really wonderful word. I, I had to, yeah, I'm a word nerd, so I had to get a, get a look up the etymology of uh, auspicious. And baby, yes, it was a good omen. And so I, I was able to confirm that. And uh, this uh, this transit I'm about to tell y'all about now, I definitely would categorize it as auspicious, a good omen. Many astrologers uh, would categorize. Let me shout out before I, re- I uh, mention this because I'm getting this particular information from Astrology King. I gave them another donation today. I, that's why I'm. I feel confident and comfortable to ask for astral love gifts, or at least to let y'all know that y'all can give astral love gifts in whatever form you choose to. That information is in the episode info. Um, Because I really believe in, you know, acknowledging, mostly appreciating. Because when you appreciate something, I promise you're going to get more of it. That's the whole science behind it. That's why complaining is complete BS. Like it, to fix your mouth and actually, compl- I don't care if it's the food you ordered, none of that. You do what you can to get the the, the order corrected. That's cool, but to just sit up and complain about something, be ungrateful, to actually act like something is wrong in your life when it's millions of, at least hundreds of thousands of people that's probably in a worse off position than you. It's like no need for it. And so, um, one of the ways that I um, I get a lot of information from Astrology King. They just be on it when they break down the deacons and everything and <laughs> break down these moon phases and um, a lot of the asteroids, you know, when you get deeper into the science of astrology and you expand beyond, not like it's better or higher than, but just beyond the seven ancient planets, the ten modern planets, and then you get into asteroids and all kind of other stuff. Astrology King be going there. So um, I have given them a donation before. I gave them another one here recently. And so uh, definitely we got to keep the flow going. Like um, a shout-out to Brother Ampu and uh, Minister Jew, who always be on Brother Rich's uh, (laughs) program. And so I listen to those when they come out. And um, Brother Rich, you know, was, uh, I guess likening what he's doing to these bigger broadcast networks um, that are on TV and 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 um, uh, other media outlets, and so he's just like you know just keep the flow going and donate. It's not like begging for money or anything like that. I promise you, I'm not on here to do that. <laughs> but it's just like encouraging and admonishing people who may not realize the uh, the the energetic ramifications of not appreciating the energetic ramifications of what could be uh, likened to stealing that um, that's something that you know came over me and motivated me when I decided to begin donating to the astrology king site because um, if it ever if anything ever happened to that site uh, I would miss it a lot <laughs> so uh, Sun, Tron, Jupiter, y'all, next Tuesday, early rising. It's exact at 2.58 a.m. Central Standard Time. We got the sun, right? It's in Taurus right now. Just lighten up all these Taurian themes for all of us. 
Um, and it's in the easiest flow, the trine to Jupiter, still retrograding there in Virgo. And so many astrologers say that this is just about the best of all solar transits. I would say that Venus trine Jupiter would be the best, but Sun trine Jupiter ain't too far behind because the Sun is definitely highlighting the way we are choosing to express ourselves and what we will and won't do. And so we all around um, next Tuesday should be feeling, um, and especially with this being an aspect that's going to color in this new moon in Taurus, keep what I'm saying right now about this aspect in mind for that as well, in mind when you're thinking about new intentions, sowing new seeds, okay? Put this sun trying Jupiter on it when you think about it because it's going to be having us all feeling on top of the world, okay, enjoying warm and friendly relationships with everyone. Think of what's going on here, the sun. How does the sun make you feel? You know, warm and alive and refreshed, right? And then you got Jupiter in the easiest flow of energy right there to expand it, to advance it, to grow it, to 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 raise it even higher. So our spirit. You know, our energy is going to be high, enthusiastic, self-confident, okay? And I'm going to tell you something else. What's even emphasizing this very energy even more is the very five retrograde planets, too. Folks may want to act like retrogrades are horrible and, ooh, why I got a retrograde? Guess what? All this introspection we're doing, all this reassessing and going in, going within that we're doing is, I promise, building self-confidence. Once you realize, oh, you ain't got to go in on nobody, but you can go within and and, and exude and, and be even more empowered, exude more strength and be even more empowered, then you, go, you will never look upside anybody else's head again. Because you, I promise you ain't going to be waiting on nobody to do nothing. Ain't nobody got to do a thing. You know and realize that it's you that has the work to do. And when we do the work, mm, 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 come on, self-confidence, enthusiasm, high spirits, enjoying warm and friendly relationships with everyone, feeling on top of the world, big opportunities for growth, personal, spiritual, and material growth, financial gains, increasing our overall net worth and level of satisfaction and contentment, personal and spiritual growth. Uh, the, the the personal, spiritual, and material growth that I mentioned can come through Jupiterian things like studies, higher learning, travel, anything aimed at broadening our outlook on life. Jupiter wants to expand and the sun wants to shine a light on it, okay, just in time for this new moon in Taurus coming up. Won't you join us? <laughs> I did not do celebrities this week that have Sun, Trine, Jupiter in their chart, uh, but I did hook y'all up on the horoscopes. Y'all know I did, so get ready, get ready, get ready. Uh, we at the halfway mark. I'm going to do the horoscopes for this, and I am going to open up the line. I, I see the second hand up right there. Uh, go ahead and open up the line, but then uh, if y'all will keep it, you know, reasonably brief, 
then uh, I can dig into these new moon horoscopes and the and the real power pack action behind that. All right, sunshine Jupiter for Tauruses. Okay, my Tauruses. Birthday time, we get it. The sun is in your deacon. We love it, okay? We love this Taurus season and the, the energy of the love and the money. And so you're definitely in a position to express your identity and be yourself a lot easier than many of the others of us, okay, Taurus? Um, you're, I don't have horoscopes for everybody because this particular alignment is not affecting everybody. But definitely my earth signs, I want you all to listen up and a few others of you. Um, you're, I'll leave it at that, Taurus, for now, because we got another sun alignment um, coming up at the end of the week that's also coloring in this new moon. But just know this, you know, you you, um, you got it easy when it, easier right now when it comes to self-expression and what you will and won't do. Ain't nobody really just probably standing in your way of doing anything right now. And then you also, Taurus, especially those in the second deacon born, May 1st to 10th, but all of my Taurians, listen up. Jupiter is trining, okay, right now as well at the time of this sun-Jupiter trine. It's trining you, specifically your deacon, where your sun, moon, or rising sign is. And that's bringing the happiness, the prosperity, and the good fortune. So my Taurus is max out. <laughs> it's Taurus season. Y'all got a Taurus new moon. Sun trine Jupiter is lighting you up in the easiest flow of energy, no reason. And when and when the energy is that great around a particular sign or energy, I always admonish for all my Tauruses out there, help somebody else. When it's that, that gum good, I promise you it's somebody in your circle that could use some of that good energy, that could use some of that Jupiter trine you working with horoscope. Don't hog up all the energy, Taurus. <laughs> Share some of that. And so moving on to Virgo, uh, Deacon 2s, especially those born September 3rd to 12th, y'all dealing with the sun trine, okay? Um, uh, if the sun's in Taurus, then all the other earth signs have the sun trining. It's the easiest flow, y'all, which means Virgo and Capricorn, y'all can get in on some of that good, good, good that Taurus has got going on right now. Virgo and Capricorn, I don't care if your sun, moon, or rising sign is there, you have access, easy, the easiest flow of access to that Taurus energy right now. So that's happening for both Virgo and Capricorn. Virgo, y'all are dealing with Jupiter in your deacon. Come on and say it with me, Virgos. Jupiter is in my deacon. That's the luckiest transit of all, and it comes around every 12 to 13 years. Max out Virgo. Whatever you do, Vibe high when Jupiter is in your deacon for, you know, the time it's going to be there until 12 or 13 years from now. Take advantage, Virgo, um, because Jupiter in your deacon is bringing happiness, prosperity, and good fortune. Don't miss out on some BS. I prom- I know Vir- I done already told you all about this Virgo energy I didn't encounter before. And I know Virgos can be real obsessive and kind of nitpicky because they scrutinize the details and they're real, you know, real concise and all that stuff. And and with Jupiter being in there right now, I mean, 
I, I, how people say, you know, the devil's in the details. The blessing is in the details right now. So I'm not saying don't be concise. Just don't let it bring you down low. When you when you so obsessive about a detail that your brain busts, I promise you that was not the manifestation that you wanted. So I'll leave it at that. Okay, Capricorn, that was just a heads up. Capricorn, I already told you, especially Deacon 2, born January 1st to 10th, I already told y'all, just like Virgo Sun's trining y'all, uh, but y'all also have the Jupiter trine, okay? That's just trying, trying. Give me some more Capricorn, vibe high Capricorn, no excuse. Um, and if if you feeling all good and gushy, all sun trining and Jupiter trining, um, Jupiter especially trining, setting the stage for an extremely fortunate month for you ahead in May. You hear me, Capricorn? Don't miss out on some BS. Y'all got career advancement in y'all favor with the sun trying you and Virgo. Plans working out well. Goals uh, uh, more easily to be achieved. You know, if anybody can make headway in this retrograde um, energy, thick, heavy retrograde energy, it might be one of our earth signs to go ahead and pull it out. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, go ahead, share the wealth, okay? Scorpios, Deacon 2, those born uh, November 2nd to 11th, but all my Scorpios, listen up. Uh, Y'all are dealing with the sun opposition. If the sun is in Taurus, it is directly opposite, y'all. So this is highlighting your house of others, other people, okay? Y'all definitely want to keep an eye out because it can be a difficult time for your ego, which may get in the way of you achieving what you want. Don't let another, okay, hold on. Don't let a other, (laughs) your seventh house, don't let that seventh house other be what stands in the way of you achieving what you want. Any other Scorpio that pops up right now is really a manifestation of uh, your nature, something in your nature that's done revealed itself through somebody else so you can address it in the highest way possible. I promise it didn't pop up in the other for you to slap them. I promise it didn't pop up in the other for you to pop off and cuss them out. It popped up so you can take a deep breath, count to ten, and determine what the highest and best way to deal with this energy of this sun opposing you is is bringing about. So you could easily feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall because other people just won't make things easy for you, but go go within. Remember the retrograde. Get introspective when this sun opposition comes up, Scorpio, because then you can get to the root of it. It's in you, I promise. Which I do have going, Scorpio, is y'all got the Jupiter sextile going at the time of this Sun-Jupiter trine. So this definitely is an auspicious energy. This ought to be a really good new moon. Even uh, Everybody don't have a horoscope for this new moon, Scorpio, but you do. And even though you're dealing with the Sun opposition, you've got the Jupiter sextile, and it's still a contact, period. So it's still a divine opportunity for you to bring that perfect balance into your life. There's a balance to be had um, and found, Scorpio, as these people pop up, as shadow parts of yourself pop up. There's a balance to be found, and when you find it, Jupiter sextile, and right here at the time of the sun trying Jupiter, that's going to bring 
the happiness and optimism, okay, and the good things seeming to come more easily. But you get that when you find the balance, or like I tell my my mama's babies, if you if you just if you dealing with somebody or aspect of yourself and you just can't find the balance, it just ain't coming. Then that's when you drop the rope. Can't have no tug of war without two people. Have fun with your rope. See ya. So that if all else fails, Scorpio, don't be scared to drop that rope. Um, Pisces, uh, especially here in this let go energy, you just may need to let go of the rope, Scorpio. This your full moon anyway. Do what you got to do. Y'all ain't scared. No way. Um, Pisces, Deacon 2, those born February 29th to March 10th specifically, um, but all Pisces, listen up. You got the sun sextile at the time of this sun, Jupiter trine. That's given power of personal expression. Cancer, uh, my water signs, Pisces and Cancer, y'all, y'all got the same sun sextile aspect. So both of y'all, um, it's given power of personal expression. That is helping in self-promotion, the achievement of goals, you know, just like all the earth signs, they shine and just shine and Taurus is shining and then uh, Capricorn and Virgo get the easy um, access to that influence, y'all get us. Y'all get access to it too. Y'all just got to do something to get it. Okay, Pisces and Cancer. Um, if you need to self-promote or achieve your goals, you should be feeling confident, or at least you have access to the energy of feeling confident and enthusiastic. And it's an excellent time to make real progress with the things in life that mean a lot to you: work, relationships, and your longer-term goals. Okay. And uh, Pisces specifically got Ju- the Jupiter opposition. That's encouraging, right along with this sun sextile, you got the Jupiter opposition. That's encouraging you to get more out of life, to spend more, experience more, to have more fun, to expand, basically. There can be a tendency to go overboard and overestimate your resources. Now, the Jupiter opposition is bring it, it could bring a potential tug of war when it comes to expansion. Maybe you want to expand too much and you overestimate. Um, and so that urge to expand could potentially contradict with um, restrictive influences, uh, the result which can be a balancing effect instead of increased tension. So it can either, if you see the tension coming, know that given the proper adjustment, it could be a really balancing thing. Like I said, perfect balance or tug of war, we choose. Cancer, like I said, you had the sun sextile, and this we wrapping it up with cancer, Um, had the sun sextile, but y'all got the Jupiter style, okay? So cancers, especially those born um, Deacon 2, July 2nd to 12th, this should be a time here next Tuesday, uh, especially leading up to it. But then, since it's attached to this new moon, you can you can this can be extended energetically. Um, it should be a time of happiness, cancers, um, and optimism. Things coming more easily. Jupiter rules wealth, so you may have some luck here with finances and possession growing your net worth. Uh, cancer, all in all, good things are just attracted to you right now. So <laughs> sun sextile and Jupiter sextile, work it and share the wealth, okay? <laughs> so then, like I said, there in uh, Tuesday afternoon, the moon finally enters Aries. We enter in Aries. We, we're we closing out one moon cycle with, with us starting the moon in Pisces and beginning a, uh, the next moon cycle with the moon in Aries here Tuesday afternoon. 
right uh, and right smack dab in the middle of the end and the beginning is one of the most auspicious alignments there is. Sun hasn't trined Jupiter since January 13th of this year, and it won't trine Jupiter again until February 11th of next year, okay? So not only is it auspicious alignment that is bridging the cycle that we're wrapping up um, in Pisces and starting in Aries, but... uh, I mean, it's one of the most auspicious ones to bridge it with. So that right there energetically is letting me know we are all the better for whatever we're wrapping up, ending and letting go and releasing and, uh, and for what we're set. The bridge between where we're coming from and where we're going is just blissed with one of the most auspicious alignments there is. So I'm happy to report that. I will be even more happy to experience and live through that next week. And with that, I'm going to open up the line. We got a lot of people on the line, and somebody's been waiting pretty much this whole time. So let me open up 773. Peace. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. You there? 773? Oh yes, hello. Hi, peace. Hello. Hi. Come. Who who do I have the pleasure to speak with? Oh yes, this is uh, Shire. Shire. Yes, we have spoken before. How are you? I'm okay. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say yes. I was. hoping to get your advice or opinion, and for some reason we weren't able to connect. So uh, exactly. you know, I had to call back again, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes, absolutely. I have your information, and what I'm not quite sure what happened because I did recall um, getting back with you unsuccessfully, so that's just a minor thing. We've reconnected now. Um, I have just recorded your number again. I know I already have it, but I'm definitely interested in talking to you. Remind me again, what's your sun sign? Oh, it is um, uh, Aquarius. Uh, Uh, My birth birth year was 1966, Aquarius. February 2nd, Groundhog Day. Okay, I know that's right. Um, Do you know what your ascendant or rising sign is by chance? Oh, I believe um, that it is um, Scorpio. Look at you. Yeah, I have my my. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Uh, the rising sign is very important. The rising sign. Um, I'm not going to give it more importance than the sun sign, but I'll say the fact that you have a Scorpio that you have Scorpio rising on the ascendant at the time of your birth um, makes this time period of the Scorpio full moon quite impactful for you, um, just in a little bit different way than if you had um, Scorpio as your sun sign. One of my mama's babies does um, actually. Uh, this particular mama's baby has just a lot of energy in Scorpio, and I have noticed I have significant energy in Scorpio as well. So this is a very sensitive time for people with um, points of 
pivotal points and planets that are in Scorpio right now. So I'm really glad that you reconnected with me. Um, I am going to call the number I have recorded for you when the show is over. I really hope this time we have a successful connection, but we're going to keep trying until we get it right, okay, Shire? I'm really looking forward to talking. Oh, yes. Okay. I I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for calling back in and reconnecting with me, and I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Bye. Peace. And I see you caller from the 928 as well. So let me open up your line. Peace. You're live on the air with Mama Dada. Yes. Hi. This is Ophina. I believe you have my information and phone number too. I'm sorry. What did you say your name is? Ophina. Alfina, look, Mercury goes retrograde tomorrow, and I have energetically (laughs) attracted back into my experience two of um, two callers that I've had already, and I'm so that for some reason we've had. I think I'm calling y'all back into my experience because y'all are two callers that I have not been able to successfully connect with, I don't think. So, Alfina, I'm so glad you called in. I'm so glad you're reconnecting with me. Um, uh, Did you want to add something to the show or just wanted me to get with you after? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, actually, I just wanted to get with you after. Like, I'm... Certain things are going on, and I'm just wondering what what to expect, or you know. Yeah. Okay. I got you, Alfina. I got you, and so I've recorded your number as well. All right. I will be talking to you soon. Thank you again for ch- checking in with me. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Peace. Okay, and then another one popped up. I might as well go on and take it. Okay, caller from the 413. Peace, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace, Mama Dada. It's Narelle. Um, Say your name is Narelle? Narelle. Narelle. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, Narelle. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I just called to say, I have full joy listening to the show, you know, and thank you for the offering of the show <laughs> and the information you share. Wow, you're welcome. I love your name. I wish I knew how to spell it. If it's not so bad, I, I would like you to spell it for me. Is that okay? Yeah, I actually, I was going to spell it because sometimes when I say it, People don't know like what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's N A. Is is N A R E L L E. Narel, oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for your offering, Narel, energetically of of your astro love gift. That's what I receive them as, and I. It is my divine pleasure to come before you guys every week and do this. So yeah, you're very very welcome. Thank you for um, adding content to the show. Your beautiful voice and beautiful name, and I hope you keep listening. I hope I get to keep coming back before you guys. It's a lot to make sure that I do and have um, vital information and purposeful information, empowering, impactful information. So, um, yeah, I hope we can do it again next week. Let's keep it going. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I also had a question. um, Okay. Because I I sent you an email probably back in February, but I wasn't sure if you got 
the email because I didn't um, when I clicked on your website, it wouldn't it wouldn't load right on my computer to send it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I thought I found the email there, and I sent yeah. I sent um, I sent one to you I, from what I thought. I had a feeling that your name seemed familiar, but I thought it would be just too uncanny if I had three of y'all <laughs> from. <laughs> contact me all at once, but um, uh, let me ask, and I'm not trying to be funny when I ask this, but did you send me a really long email? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. I know, I know who you are now. I know who you are, and I felt so bad because I was like, I know that I don't have ADD. I know that. I've never even thought that or felt like I could be in that category. No, no shade to anybody who has. But I I, re- I had to highlight and and bold and underline because I didn't want to miss anything. It was so beautiful. It was so heartfelt. It was so touching. I was so inspired that I just wanted to get all the juices out of it. Oh. So let me t- <laughs> let me tell you, I do recall that email. I really appreciate. Uh, just your offering and energetically to even send me that um, the information. You know what? This is what was going to happen because I actually was replying to you. I, I want to take my time with it, and I was replying to you, and it's in my draft. So I'm oh going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my draft. Make sure I actually finish typing and send it off to you today. I really appreciate you. Thanks for calling in, and I hope you get to listen to the rest of the show. Thank you, Narelle. You'll be here getting a reply from me here pretty soon. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I really sometimes I don't get to hear the show live. Like this is actually the first time I've heard it live. So I was just, you know, I'm like, I need to tune in to part of it because I, I came in a little late, but I definitely, I kind of felt like I wanted to just say hi. <laughs> so, I'm so glad you did. Email. Yes, you are welcome. The email and this has just really blessed my heart. So thank you, and I appreciate you listening. Well, thank you. All right. Peace, Narelle. Later. All right, y'all, we back on track. Man, look how I do, y'all. Okay, I don't care if I told y'all the other week, I reminded y'all, I don't care if it's the full moon. I don't care. Usually said a full moon because full moons are about manifesting it. At the Capricorn full moon, I'm just manifesting all kind of Capricorns, you know. It just happens like that. I done manifested a Gemini a whole season before Gemini season. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, I'm so sensitive to these energies now, and they're that sensitive to me. I, that's the only way I can interpret it is that, baby, let it be. Let Gemini season be a month out, <laughs> and I'm already ready, already Gemini on deck. <laughs> so anyway, um, that I, I'm mentioning that because I think it's really funny especially at a Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Taurus is a, it's an earth sign. Earth signs are about actually physically manifesting something. That's why when you're talking about the Taurus energy and the second house, you're talking about things you actually possess. Um, your clothes would be found in the second house. 
any possession you have in your home would be found in the second house. Your actual home would be found in the fourth house. But possessions and and anything you can sense or touch or taste, anything tangible, it, the the dirt, you know what I mean? Outside is like it's earthy. It's it's representative of this energy. And so um, you'll find at a um, in this Taurus season especially. Um, and around the themes and things that that we're we're setting up intentions for here at this Taurus new moon, it's gonna six months from then at the Taurus full moon. I mean, come on, yeah, on the long as far as your long term goals are concerned, powerful. But even I'm telling y'all, two weeks later at the Sagittarius full moon. It's going to have that heat on it, that fire. So I really want to go ahead and dig into these new moon energies and information for y'all so y'all can be ready before we wrap up here. We've got... We've got about 40 minutes left, so I'm I'm definitely about to put my foot on the gas so y'all do not miss this. Uh, We got the moon entering Aries there on Tuesday afternoon, so that's going to be a really ripe divine opportunity for anything fresh. It's really going to be a good introduction to the new moon energies because just like at a new moon and just like when the moon is in Aries, it's it's, it's like the beginning of spring. Y'all remember we just had spring equinox, right? And so... We've been through winter and, you know, the long, cold days of winter and, you know, Vancouver, wait till springtime, right? That's that Aries energy. That's that moon and Aries energy that's coming next Tuesday afternoon. We're going to be ready to pop off, start off something, set something off on Tuesday afternoon, and that's going to be really reminiscent to the energy there um, just a few days later at the new moon, okay? So um, a lot of ideas are probably going to be coming. It's a fiery energy, too, just like Sagittarius. Aries is a fire sign. It's real passionate. uh, Aries is ruled by Mars, so it definitely wants to do something. And uh, so doing something physical, under Aries moon is going to emotionally satisfy us, okay, being dynamic under Aries moon. If you have uh, a job interview on Tuesday afternoon, um, even Wednesday, let me make sure the moon won't be void. God, dog. Yeah, okay, no. It doesn't go void until Wednesday late night. So even Wednesday during the day, you should be fine. And Tuesday afternoon, if you have to be dynamic in an interview, I don't know who's having first dates on Tuesday night or Wednesday during the day, but, hey, it's possible um, um, it'll be a good uh, climate for that as well. Um starting a project, selling your ideas, anything that's quick and short activities where you get in and get out, nothing that has to, you know, happen over and over consistently. That's not Aries. Aries is ready, but they're ready to get in and ready to get out, okay? Um, that's why self-promotion and sales is, is good because you in and you out. It's not a, a long-term energy here. 
And so uh, we're feeling real, you know, we're feeling ourselves here next Tuesday afternoon. Like, we're ready. You know, we're ready for this new moon coming. Sun just trying Jupiter in this. And we got the, you know, we done built a bridge from where we leaving behind and where we headed with that sun trying Jupiter. And then here come this Aries moon just to really get us ready and in that proper new moon mindset, okay? Getting really emotionally ready and satisfied to do something new. Then late, late Wednesday night, like I said, 11, 17 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does go void for about 13 hours. So Wednesday night sleep should be real, real good and gushy. Um, rest and sleep is more peaceful when the moon is void. So um, it doesn't go into Taurus until Thursday afternoon at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. Now, in between this, I mentioned this, I'm mentioning this, and I really never mentioned like quincunxes and stuff like that. But I noticed that in the week ahead, we had the sun trying Jupiter setting the week off, and we end with the energy of the sun trying and Pluto. I'll tell you all about that after the new moon. Even I might tell you all about it before because it's coloring that new moon as well. But smack dab in the middle here, Wednesday late night, 11.39 p.m. Central Standard Time, the sun in Taurus, quincunxes, that's a 150-degree angle, Saturn in Sag. And that denotes responsibilities or reality checks steering us towards making adjustments in plans or goals. And it also denotes enthusiasm or motivation that can wane temporarily, okay? And I wanted to mention it because out of all this good gushiness around sunshine, Jupiter, and, the you know, the pop-off energy of moon and Aries, we ready to go. And even coming into the moon and Taurus energies right there um, after it, if if you're feeling this, enthusiasm or motivation that you say, well, the moon's in Aries. I should be feeling real motivated. Um, If you feel that it has waned, know that it is temporary and know that sun, quincunx, Saturn has probably had something to do with it because the quincunx is basically, I call it the can't get right. You know, like we just can't figure out how to make it work energy. And so that there you have the sun just lit up in Taurus, just illuminating, trying and Jupiter, just, you know, expanding and feeling all, all auspicious and stuff. And here is that same sun that just can't seem to get right with Saturn that's retrograding in Sagittarius right now. So this is just once again denoting responsibilities or reality checks that we you know, experience that steer us toward making adjustments in planes or goals. That's not a bad thing. You know, when Saturn comes around, people, you know, they go from all happy and dancing and jumping together. That's when the parent comes in the room and everybody just freeze, like, oh, we wouldn't do nothing. <laughs> so that's that same Saturn that wants us to be responsible, wants to check our reality, and wants us to make any necessary adjustments in our plans or goals. When that new, when that moon in Aries energy coming, all these ideas start coming. We're feeling dynamic. We feel it ourselves. We're ready to go. We on fire. And Sun Queen Cut Saturn is just saying, okay, just check in. It ain't, it ain't going to hurt you to get off your Aries, you know, energy for two seconds to check in and just make sure if you need to make an adjustment, you do. If you don't, you're good. Go back to lit up on fire. Okay? And then that, so that's Wednesday late night. Um, by Thursday afternoon, the moon does move into Taurus anyway. 
okay? And so we know from the progression of these moons and the, the zodiac energy from all this time we've been on the air, it'll be a month in May. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary. Uh, that when the moon goes from all fiery and impetuous and, you know, innocent, just like fresh energy of Aries, boom, into Taurus. I want to remind y'all the sun is in Taurus now. We're coming up on a Taurus new moon. I'm talking about the moon entering Taurus next week on Thursday afternoon at 12, 10 p.m. Central Time. It wants us to slow down. When you go from fire to earth, it wants you to sit a bit, okay? Let me describe this moon and Taurus energy so you can begin to emotionally wrap yourself around how you how we're going to be satisfied, okay, around this time next week when the moon is in Taurus, which sets up the stage for what? The Taurus new moon. So we're motivated with the moon being in Taurus by the desire for serenity, okay, serene, being serene, the serenity prayer. Think of that, security, feeling secure in ourselves and in our surroundings, okay, peace, comfort. The moon is the, at, the, at its most sensual and constant in Taurus. Taurus is a fixed sign. It ain't going nowhere. It's stubborn, determined, fixed, settled. That's why I say settle in. Sink sink in to the Taurus energy because it ain't going nowhere. It's going somewhere. It's not, the moon's not always going to be in Taurus, but the energy of Taurus is one that is fixed. The moon is exalted in Taurus, so it's an easy fit. This is going to be a really easy moon energetically and spiritually speaking to manifest some beautiful stuff under. That's why I'm emphasizing this Scorpio full moon stuff and everything we need to let go. And if you still need to let something go by next week and the moon is in Pisces, they still got some let go energy because this new moon in Taurus got something for us that by way of a physical material manifestation, by way of something we can actually feel and see. Um, as as it relates to our intentions, we'll see the manifestation of it there at the Sagittarius full moon or six months later for the longer term stuff at the Taurus full moon. But it's so critical that we get the concept and the ideas around this Taurus energy down so we'll know where to direct those intentions um, that we're being so introspective about right about now. So once again, Taurus moon is like real kind of mellow. It we're, you know, it's not really excitable like the Aries energy. It's more mellow, kind of calm to the, you know, low to the ground. You're going barefoot in a Taurus moon and loving it, right? Languishing in the sun, just laid up out in the sun. That's something you do under a Taurus full moon, drawing out a, a Taurus moon, drawing out the enjoy enjoyment of everything you do. Even even eating your food under a Taurus moon, you probably chewing a few more times extra than you normally do, and like just tasting all the little. If you eating some real real deal food, if you eating fast food, it ain't much to taste. <laughs> but you know, just really enjoying everything, everything sensual and practical. Okay, uh, you it's easier to just be in. That's why I. I um, uh, on the Facebook page, I was talking about getting inside of this Taurus energy and just really feeling it all. Just, just imagine jumping off in a container, right? A Taurus container. How about that? 
<laughs> and just allowing yourself to be immersed in all of the sensual pleasures of being in that Taurus container, everything you feel, just feeling it all, okay, everything you hear, just enjoying everything you hear, everything you see while you're in that Taurus container. You're just loving it. Everything you taste is like you're tasting it with every inch of your being. And so, I mean, that's Taurus energy in a nutshell for me. You know, when I close my eyes and get a picture, that's what I think of when I think of just really embodying, enjoying, and maxing out on this Taurus energy, why not max out, especially with a Sagittarius full moon coming on it? Why not max out, especially with a Taurus full moon six months from now coming on it? Why not? Why not bring out our, why not allow this moon to bring out our capacity to revel in earthly life? Why not allow the, the, the energy of this Taurus moon to, to cause us to enjoy all the delights of our five senses. Why not allow this Taurus moon energy to, um, to, to, to allow us to languish in the intimacy of a cozy atmosphere? That's so Taurus. That is so Taurus moon. Taurus is, uh, can, can, can be known as the slow movers of the zodiac. What a contrast from the very sign right before Aries, which is known for speed. And so with Taurus, um, paradoxically, everything is savored thoroughly, just savored, okay? So dancing, feeling the groove of music, relaxing deeply, taking a little afternoon nap, we're just loving it, right? And um, it's a fixed sign. So one of the things that we do have access to is the ability to focus on something. That's why money is here in Taurus, because if you focus on the practical things, if you focus on the things you can see, touch, taste, hear, feel, and focus on it enough, um, you can, like once again, like I say about Capricorn, Virgo, and any other earth sign, including Taurus, I really ain't met a broke one. I ain't met a broke earth sign yet, not yet. Now that I know who, now that I know about signs and what people are, I don't know one that don't have money in the bank. And so um, that's giving you a hint right here of some of the energy and how on the outset it doesn't look like maybe a money energy, but there's poten- there's potential here, and even though you can't see it, I want y'all to feel it with all your senses, okay? And, and and know that this is energy that can allow you to get in the zone of work and take pleasure in making real progress. It's easier to practice a craft or a hobby. Second house rules self-esteem and our natural talent, skills, and abilities. So this is an energy where you can discover a natural talent if you think you don't have one or practice and improve upon one if, if you know that you do. So if you're a uh, Taurus rules the throat, come on, Taurus rules the throat, all of my fingers, uh, MCs, all of that, it's an excellent time to be up in the studio. Uh, if you have an instrument, especially, you know, if it, it's ones that involve your throat or your mouth, come on. Um, um, some things to, oh, this is my favorite part, to talk about the activities that are favored under a Taurus moon because then I get to talk about the, the all of the sensual and physical 
um, activities that are really conducive to to making sure this is a new moon. You can really sink your teeth into, okay? Baking and cooking clearly are activities that are favored. Anything around food, singing and dancing, giving and receiving massages, gardening, building structures, experimenting with aromatherapy at home, um, um, considering steps of a plan, especially considering financial planning under a Taurus moon. It's a money moon. Come on. Um, and you can really kind of settle into something or uh, consider it. Stretching, especially if you're stretching like the neck, um, the area that Taurus rules, that throat area, that's something um, beneficial to do. Trying new foods or fruits or concoctions or cocktails or dishes, all of that is um, favorable. And then making anything, like our, I told you all, Venus rules Taurus as well, so that introduces the art element and the beauty element and the comfort things that are aesthetically pleasing element. So under a Taurus moon, pottery, sculpture, or sound therapy is favored. And with that, since I already um, brought that Taurus energy to y'all, let's get into the, this Taurus new moon happening at 16 degrees Taurus, happening on Friday, May the 6th at 2.29 p.m. Central Time in the afternoon, okay? Um, uh, I told y'all with the five retrograde planets, that's also bringing an element of intensity with the karmic repercussions going on. All I can say is make sure it's not y'all. Make sure y'all are being introspective, going within, and and not will uh, not um, you know looking for somebody to blame or point the finger at. Because I promise you're gonna be the only one mad. Stand up in the in the power and the transformative waters of this death and rebirth uh, Scorpio full moon that we just had, and come on and rise up from the ashes like a phoenix, my babies, and get ready because this new moon in Taurus is really gonna be one you can stone into. And I just keep saying it like that because that's the spiritual image I just keep getting. You don't want to miss out on a on a Taurus new moon that you can really you know savor the flavor in. And instead, you want some BS because you didn't allow the Scorpio full moon energy to move you into the your next wealthy place, into your next place of abundance, into your next place of earthly manifestation in an earth new moon time where you're able to plant these seeds. Uh, to, to go on uh, with the new moon in Taurus, uh, um, according to, uh, I'm getting a lot of this information from Astrology King again, um, and he talks about the guilt being removed and increasing self-confidence, and that's reminiscent of those retrograde planets. They're not all retrograde at the time of this new moon for no reason, you hear me? We Guilt is being removed, and we're having increased self-confidence once again because we ain't looking to blame nobody for nothing. And it's a fortunate grand trine configuration in earth signs. All this energy that's in Taurus at the time of this new moon, okay, is, try, is sitting right there in Taurus, all stelliumed up. Look, Venus there, moon there, sun there. Uh, uh, God, dog, what's that other one? I just saw it. Uh, Mercury's there. No, Venus is, yeah, Venus is in Taurus as of this week. It's at 27 degrees right now. So, yeah, Venus, Sun, Mercury, sitting in Taurus at the time of the new moon, 
trining Jupiter, expanding it all, and trining Pluto, powerfully expanding it all, transformatively expanding it all. So I'm telling y'all, that's what you call a grand trine, and you don't want to miss it. So let me keep going. Fortunate, he calls it, grand trine configuration, bringing opportunities for personal, professional, spiritual growth, happiness, growth, and major transformations can occur through travel, career, relationships, or business dealings, okay? Anytime you have the new moon, you got the end of one cycle like this Scorpio full moon represents and the beginning of a new 28 cycle, which that new moon in Taurus is going to represent. And so at, at the point of a new moon or a dark moon, all possibilities are on the table, okay? You can rightly put yourself in the forefront of new plans for the future. Old have, like I said, getting, getting in front of or on top of a particular energy. That's why I'm telling you all about the new moon in Taurus now so you can be set, and it also represents a time where old habits, behaviors, and beliefs are being questioned because we are searching for new and inventive ways to make progress. When you have the audacity to sit down and actually write down some new initiatives, some, um, um, some new intentions, some new goals uh, leading up to this Taurus new moon, um, that that you're automatically and energetically, as the wheels are turning for the new, that's where the Scorpio full moon energy is so beneficial, powerfully so, transformatively so, because that uh, that um, takes all the old habits, behaviors, and beliefs, and it puts them up for inspection. If you got the nerve to be sitting around wanting to do something new, it puts everything old up for inspection. So this is a a really ideal time to make a fresh start and start writing down a to-do list. Just like Erica Badu, there's a quote. I don't don't know if Erica Badu actually said it, but it's attributed to her in these little memes you see going around online where she's saying, you know, emphasizing the power of writing things down. Okay? Um, There's a... um, there's an impulsive and an enthusiastic nature when I liken the moon going into Aries to the new moon. Uh, there's a, it, that nature it also it surrounds the new moon. And so, once again, not all new projects will succeed. Everything, you know, you endeavor to initiate or start out on, you may not even want to follow through and finish on or you may not end up working out. But it's this is the best time for making a fresh start, for beginning new projects, and seeing what does stick, what does, um, you know, last. Uh, especially in a Taurus new moon, I think since it's a fixed sign that it really has the potential to kind of stick to our bones, you know what I mean? So if if you can dr- dream it and conceive it, at least write it down. You never know. I've written down a lot of stuff, and I'm living, I'm on the radio with y'all right now <laughs> on some stuff I wrote down, fooling around with Brother Ampu and Minister Jew and the My Astrology Coach Network. I wrote some stuff down and start, messed around and started living it. <laughs> so this is it, powerful if you, I say believe, but it's not like a religious thing. It's just like a making yourself aware of the realities of what's going on in and around you, whether you realize it or not type of thing. And so uh, here, specifically at this new moon, 
their personal growth and expansion, like I said, coming from that grand trine involving Jupiter and Pluto at this time. And so that's like the main thing, the main theme for this new moon, personal growth and transformation. Everything we've been on energetically since Pisces season, eclipses, Scorpio full moon, it's all kind of coming to to not ahead at a new moon. It'll come more to a head at a full moon, probably that Sagittarius full moon. Uh, but it's definitely coming to a, a critical point where we can turn a corner and do something new, do something different, do something better, do something higher, do something that benefits us more than the old BS we was doing, the old behavior patterns, the old way of thinking, the old way of doing and being. And so with something like this, a grand trine, um, it does indicate ease, okay? Trine, we all know if you've been listening to this show, the trine is the easiest flow of energy from any point to another. And we got a grand trine, so that's, you know, easiest flow of energy from uh, Jupiter to Pluto, easiest flow of energy from Pluto to the stellium going on in Taurus, easiest flow of energy from Taurus to that Jupiter. So it's a trine, it's a triangle, grand trine. And that does indicate ease, that particular pattern of the trine. It does indicate abundance. It does indicate good fortune. Um, But also a tendency to let opportunities slip by because of simply enjoying the good times. Even if you, I'm dealing with somebody that has multiple trines and sextiles, he's like, hey, if you got all that in your natal chart, that's an awesome, wonderful thing, right? Good fortune and abundance and ease. But sometimes it takes an opposition, okay? Sometimes it takes a square. It takes a challenge. It takes a conjunction being impacted upon by another force um, other than ourselves to get us in position. Sometimes it takes, uh, if you listen to Abraham Hicks, it takes some contrast. It takes some contrasting experiences to put us in the position where at least by knowing what we don't want, we're in a better position to get what we do. So with the Grand Tron going on, it's it's going to take a challenging aspect. It's going to require a challenging aspect to motivate the Grand Tron into action, or at least according to Astrology King. And and, and, uh, he says that Jupiter square Saturn is that such challenging aspect. It's interesting that he said that because I just got through studying the Jupiter square Saturn before I got that information on the Cafe Astrology website. Y'all got to hear this because that just, <laughs> baby, you can put a pen in it after you hear this. And you'll be like, God, dog, I knew I was listening to this for a reason. Sure was. Okay. Jupiter, I've been talking about Jupiter square Saturn probably every moon phase we didn't have this year because it's been a lingering aspect. Right now in the sky, Jupiter square Saturn, it doesn't go direct until May 26th, but it's in orb now. Let me see how close it is. Y'all know I'll be liking to know stuff exact. Jupiter is at 13 degrees um, Virgo, and Saturn is at 15 degrees Sag. So they're within two degrees. That's exact. (laughs) They are squaring right now. Um, and so this denotes, this energy of Jupiter square Saturn denotes a one year in 10 period that is full of shifts and changes, struggles and dissatisfactions. It's a square. Remember, that's a challenge. It's also an opportunity to build a strong foundation, but a lot of times can be experienced on the lower end as 
the dissatisfactions, the confusion of purpose or profit in the world in general. If you didn't think ahead and see this coming, you can find yourself rather at the mercy of changing storms. Although this may not affect you that much, it's affecting the general populace. So expect shifting sands on a regular basis. This has been going on for a while. It's going to go exact at the end of May, and it's still going to be going on for a while, as considering you know Jupiter is going to be stationing direct, and Saturn will um, will too um, at some point after. But this applies not just to economics, but to disagreements about the very makeup of moral fiber. That's Jupiter right there, the law and the morals, the, the legal, the judgment. And so right or wrong, which side you're on and so on, this is what this energy is describing. So don't go for an easy fix, as a good one probably won't be available, not under a Jupiter square Saturn. The wise, come on, my wise ones, the wise are waiting, W-A-I-T. The wise are waiting, not waiting in, W-A-D. The only people that's trying to press forward with some stuff right now, the, even in a new mood, you're like, new, that's the new, it's the new energy to plant seeds in. We're not waiting, we're not looking for no culmination, manifestation, um, illumination until a full moon, right? And and in addition to that, we got this Jupiter square Saturn that is calling us to wait, it's a one in ten year period full of shifts, full of changes and struggles, full of dissatisfactions, confusion of purpose. I had a conversation with somebody and they they finally mustered up an answer about their purpose, but they damn sure wasn't living it. The wise are waiting. Don't go for an easy fix because a good one probably won't be available. We're not waiting. We're waiting. We're not first housing it right now. Hear, hear me, Gemini. Y'all, it ain't it ain't y'all birthday season just yet. We're in the twelfth house right now. We're all in twelfth house area right now by way of these retrogrades and by way of this Scorpio full moon energy leading up into this Taurus new moon, okay? And Jupiter square Saturn is completely reemphasizing that. We we will get we do have access to that grand trine, the ease, the abundance, the good fortune. Okay? The opportunities for growth and transformation. But we got to pass through this Jupiter square Saturn first and it's calling us to wait. Jupiter square Saturn also um, can break down to inner tensions, okay? Um, as we face criticism or limiting circumstances in our lives, structures or long-held beliefs breaking down, come on, we're letting go of stuff anyway, so break on down then. We ain't scared. Break down. We letting go anyway. We accepting whatever is breaking down anyway. We surrendering. We drowning our fears and just going with the flow anyway, so break down then. And it could leave those who got caught unawares feeling uncertain and unsure about their future. But the wise ones who are waiting anyway, we ain't on none of that. Any area of our life that has gotten out of control 
or is creating this inner tension we, we face is going to be subject to the strong hand of Saturn. We could experience financial hardship, in which case we need to limit spending on luxury items or entertainment. A relationship on rocky grounds may lead to a separation or major shakeup. Events may force us to reassess previously held strong beliefs. Destructive behavior patterns such as addiction may come to an end during this period. We letting go anyway. We're not letting go of a new moon, but we're letting go right now in anticipation of a new moon that we can really sink our teeth into. Now, Jupiter retrograde and Saturn retrograde at the time of this new moon can further complicate any limiting situation and suggest that this may be a repeating theme in our life. Retrogrades, I told y'all, indicate repetition. And so this can add greater importance to fixing an issue once and for all, okay? Um, What else we got at the time of the new moon in Taurus? We got the sun quincunxing Saturn, okay? There's that 150-degree angle again where we feel like maybe we can't get right, creating an imbalance between our own personal goals and our responsibilities or the limitations caused by the Jupiter square Saturn. We got the sun quincunxing Saturn and Saturn squaring Jupiter, right? So whatever problem we have to tackle could be hurting our self-esteem or even causing an illness. The quincunx is an aspect of health imbalances and karmic rebalancing. We could swing between sober maturity with this energy and reckless disregard as we struggle to fix whatever the problem is. There will be a repeating cycle of rising tensions and then rapid release. This tension will ease as we take responsibility and admit any mistakes. That's what I was going to tell you all before I finish um, this section. This brings greater confidence and respect from others. So to the degree that we we bring the Saturn, and we ain't waiting on Saturn to bring no <laughs> karma to us, and instead we take <laughs> – we take responsibility, we get serious, we we do the mature thing. At a, at a, around this new moon, it's going to be real cool to be the bigger person, trust me, for so many reasons. It's going to be real cool because in two weeks' time, when that full moon in Sag come up passionately and fiery so, six months' time when that full moon is in, in uh, Taurus come up, you're going to be real glad. You rose above the BS and put some Saturn on it, put some, you know, drew some boundaries, some lines in the sand, you know, restricted yourself and didn't eat all the cake and just had you a bite. It's okay. You know what it tastes like. You don't have to have 30 more bites. It's okay. (laughs) And so that's that. That's sun quincunxing Saturn at the time of the new moon. We've already dug into sun trying Jupiter. Um, I told you all that it's a grand trine, so the sun and everything um, there in Taurus is trining Jupiter, but it's also trining Pluto, so that means Jupiter and Pluto are trining. When Jupiter and Pluto trine, that, that means that, hold on, 
That means that um, it greatly is increasing our power and influence. We have the opportunity to use this power to positively transform our life, our environment, and the lives of other people. We feel in control of situations. We find ourselves in positions of power or authority in group setting. And the transitions on the way could include promotion on the career leading to increased wealth and power. Journeys made now will also greatly transform our outlook on life and be remembered as once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Sun is also conjunct Mercury at the time of the new moon, putting the focus on our thinking and communications. Expect lots of personal interaction, clearing paperwork and bills, receiving and sending letters and emails, and short trips around town. It's an ideal time to make plans and initiate business deals, bargain, buy, and sell. And, of course, Sun Trine Pluto. I didn't get to dig into it, but I'll tell y'all just in in brief that Sun Trine Pluto is resulting in intense and deep experiences. We will have greater power and influence over our own life, allowing for positive transformations. We can also exert this greater power and influence over the events in our life and over people around us, hopefully positively, so it doesn't have to come back and bite you. Personal or professional problems can also be more easily resolved now. And with that, I'm giving you all the horoscopes, and I'm sure it will cut me off right after that. But here we go, okay? New moon in Taurus horoscopes starting out with Taurus. A new moon for Taurus means that this can be a good new moon, Taurus, to take a second chance with something you've been wanting another shot at. You can have the energy and opportunity to do so now and can make the most of it if you work at it. Scorpio, is right across from Taurus. Uh, a new moon for you is, of course, bringing up other, and this new moon can be a good uh, one for reconnecting with people from the past, recommitting yourself to something, striking a balance again in an area that has lost it, renegotiate or redo a compromise. Okay, Scorpio, Leo, uh, this new moon can be a good time to pursue old goals again, life direction, Leo, to take a second chance at an old professional opportunity to reconnect with an old boss or mentor, to make a second impression, or to take an old responsibility. Thank, so thankful for the Dark Pixie Astrology for these horoscopes. Aquarius. This new moon can be good for redoing home improvement projects, reconnecting with relatives, or revisiting places you've lived before. Virgo, for you, this new moon can be a good time to give old opportunities or plans for expansion a try. Revisit a place you've been before, relearn something from the past, or go back to school or have an exciting experience you've had before again. Go ahead, Virgo. Capricorn, for you, you can be uh, good. Uh, this new moon for you, for you can be good for redoing creative projects, taking a second chance on an old creative venture, reconnecting with old flames, reconnecting with your inner child, or taking up an old hobby again. Gemini, uh, this new moon can be good for redoing something from the past, doing something in the background for a second time, reconnecting to old spiritual beliefs or reconnecting with your imagination. Libra, this can be a good new moon for reconnecting with an old business partner, pursuing an old opportunity for mutual beneficial venture. Uh, reconnect with an old lover, retransform something, or share resources that you've shared before. 
Aries, um, you can give old financial opportunities another chance, pursue old financial projects, plans, and ventures once again, or go back over the financial plans you have to make sure you didn't miss anything. You can benefit from bringing stability back to areas that used to have it but no longer do and cancer, you can uh, take this new moon as a great time to refocus on old dreams, reconnect with old friends, rejoin old groups you used to belong to, or recommit to an old cause you used to be passionate about. Sagittarius, um, this new moon can be good for redoing old work projects, revising work, revising doctors, (laughs) retrying health regimens, reconnecting with old coworkers or redoing your schedule. And lastly, but never least, my dear Pisces, this new moon can be good for revisiting old ideas, redoing smaller projects, revisiting old neighborhoods you used to live in or frequent, relearning something or reteaching something. With that, um, the, after the new moon, we, we've got there on Friday night, 9 p.m. Central Time, the moon does go void for 14 hours. Keep it in mind. Friday night through Saturday around noon, the moon is void. No first dates Friday night, at least not after 9 p.m. Central um, through Saturday at noon. Um, while it is void this time, like it was earlier in the week, that's when we have the sun trying Pluto, okay? Um, bridging the gap from the moon being in Taurus to the moon entering Gemini there on uh, Saturday, May the 7th, 1134 a.m., almost noon there on Saturday, Saturday the moon enters Gemini. So if you want to initiate something mercurial, um, definitely wait until the moon is no longer void, but in Gemini on pretty much Saturday afternoon to do it, okay? Gemini rules children. You definitely want to do something fun. It rules moving around and moving about, you know, town. So definitely be out and about and just feeling good with the uh, rep cousins is ruled by Gemini there in the third house. So, and something mentally stimulating would probably be really fun, too. Something light, and that's something light and playful, okay? We on the cusp of Gemini season, we, and we're getting an introduction to that energy again, reintroduction here on Saturday afternoon. I love y'all. Our time is wrapped up. Shire, Alfina, Narelle, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for all the love, the support. You know we're going to keep coming back doing it again as long as we can. So, uh, Love y'all. I say peace. (laughs) Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.